Welcome to the Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City Zoomcast, reality-style podcast. We are movers and shakers, shaking up the old notion of silent, helpless, invisible seniors. This is a new series of podcasts funded by the City of Vancouver and the 411 Senior Center Society. As PBA AFC ambassadors, we raise awareness, share our original stories and poems, inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us, you, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today, tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. Good afternoon. This is Charlotte Farrell here at Powered by Age, PBA regular Thursday podcast program. Our facilitator mentor, Robin Erickson, is going to be taking you on an adventure with creative storytelling. And we're going to have an introduction to the relaxed meditative form known as Zentangle by Judy Lynn. Something that we're doing over the next couple of weeks is inviting some of the instructors who normally do courses at the 411 Center but have not been able to because of the COVID shutdown. They're going to be sharing with you some sample classes. So here we go. Okay, again, good morning. This is Thursday, the 26th of (laughs) November, and we're having a fun morning because I'm going to be going off um, with my family here at home cooking our Thanksgiving dinner. Robin is going to be hosting and welcoming everyone to do their usual introduction. So I'm going to mute myself knowing that you're going to have a wonderful day. Thanks, Charlotte. As mentioned, we'll have a brief introduction going around. Let me know what your name is, where you're tuning in from, if you are part of an older adult group or program, and a couple of words about how you're feeling today. And if we can just sort of pass the torch as we go, I will say my name's Robin, I am working from home today. I am one of the mentors for the 411 Powered by Age, Age Friendly Cities podcast. And I'm a little distracted because I have this terrible knot in between my shoulder blades today. So I'm a little headachey and and just a little, little pinchy back there. I would love for someone to come and give me a massage, but that's not going to (laughs) happen. And... I'm going to pass to Gail. Getting yourself massaged, Robin. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm Gail Harwood. Amongst other things, besides being a retired teacher and a writer, I'm a member, a happy member of 411 Seniors. And today I am attempting to get out of the blahs, November blahs, with the mountains all socked in on the North Shore. And I guess I can pass it over to uh, Roselle. Oh, I'm Rosalie Ma, mm-hmm. and I'm with the 411 ukulele group. And this is my first time on here. So I'm really expecting something special. <laughs> and uh, actually, I feel pretty good because I've had a ukulele lesson this morning with the Christmas songs, and that's always cheerful. So I'll pass it on to Jane. Well, hello. I met some, uh, some of you last week. I'm a volunteer at 411, 
I'm also a, a retired teacher and I teach a ukulele there. We had a good lesson this morning. I'm going to have to leave at 1.30 because I have another class, but I, it's great to see you all here. And now the podcast is continuing on. I hope to see you Christmas Eve with your bells on. <laughs> okay, Judy. Oh, hi. I'm Judy. I've volunteered at 411 also, and I'm a member there. And I've helped Jane out a bit there with ukulele and taught Zentangle class there, which I'm going to talk about today a little bit. I still work part-time with the school board with special needs kids in a regular classroom. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that for now. Thank you very much. And I'll pass to who hasn't spoken here. Judith? Hi, I'm Judith Rainey, and I'm a member of 411 Senior Society and South Granville Senior Center. And I'm speaking today from home in Vancouver, and I'm recuperating from being up till two o'clock in the morning, sorting out bank statements and papers and getting organized. And I've just been to this morning um, shredding a whole bunch of old paper bills that I don't need anymore. So I'm getting on top of things and I'll pass it on to anyone who hasn't spoken yet. I think, is that everyone? No, Chris. Chris and Nancy and Neil. Yeah. Okay, so I'll go next. I'm Chris, and I'm a member of Britannia Community Center and the Senior Center in particular. And I belong to a, a writing imaging group called Quirky that meets at Britannia, and we write. And some people do imaging, like graphics, graphic novel kind of stuff. And I do. These days I do all my volunteer work online with lots of Zoom meetings and things like that because I do volunteer work with LGBTQ refugees and asylum seekers. And I shall go to Neil, who's just appeared. <laughs> Hello there, my friends. Your turn, Neil, to check in. Okay, my name is Neil Ryan. I'm a poet, uh, a tarot card reader, a... Um, certified EFT healer and also Psyche, advanced Psyche, as a matter of fact, which is healing through kinesiology. And uh, I do the, the reconnection healing, which I learned from Eric Pearl in both Montreal and London, England. I did classes with him and it uses Distance healing. I know it sounds impossible, but it works like a hot dam. So what else can I say? Is that, and I have a book called The Reconnection that's about to be republished. I hope I didn't get ripped off, but who knows? I've got a new website coming too. The universe is unfolding as it wants. So hello to everybody. This is really a different hey. Zoom today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, welcome, everyone. I want to introduce our special guest today, Judy Heinz, who is here to talk about Zentangle and give a little bit of an overview and introduction to what that is. Judy is an older adult who grew up churning butter, picking stones, hauling sheaves, and milking cows as one of six siblings in rural Saskatchewan. 
and continues to work part-time in an elementary school with children with special needs, as she mentioned. Her only daughter happens to work at the same school as she does. And Judy has two grandsons, Jackson and Jones, who are eight and 10. And they performed a Spanish song for an audience at the 411 Senior Center when we were still allowed to gather in person. And you may have been present for that if, if you were there at that celebration. Judy has always been involved in arts and crafts and took her introduction to Zentangle with enthusiasm, taking classes and teaching. And she also enjoys playing ukulele and pickleball. And like I said, is here today to talk to us about <clears throat> Zentangle. So take it away, Judy. I'm going to put this design up that you sent me to screen share so we have something pretty to look at also. I'm going to talk a little bit, but just if you notice that there are, there were six participants at 411, and each of those squares we call a tile. So I took a picture of each person's finished work together after one introductory class. So maybe we can just show it again a little bit later, Robin? Sure. Okay. There's so much information that I'll give you a little bit of a beginning to end and then at the very end I'll just tell you again the beginning part to get you started. So kind of think of Zentangle kind of like doodling but better. It was created by Rick and Maria and they live I think in Rhode Island in the United States and they combined their talents. She had an artistic background, he had a meditative background and they combined this together and they offer very pricey training in the United States, I think, and in Germany and in China. But there are about three certified teachers in Vancouver, and I've taken some classes with them. So what happened is a few years ago, a friend of mine, we met for coffee, and she said, would you like to do Zentangle? And I said, what's Zentangle? So here I am today. So in other words, anybody can learn. And the first, I started trying it out, and then I tried it with my four-year-old grandson, and then went on to do it a bit more, leave it, go back to it, and then have taught it to various grades in school and to 411. So some of the benefits, well, it doesn't require a lot of equipment, especially to get started, and a place. You just need a flat surface, a pencil, and a paper to get started. Although you can invest in nicer paper, nicer pens, etc. But some of the benefits from it is that it's very calming and relaxing. It relieves stress. It works on hand-eye coordination, increases memory, although I sometimes wonder about that. If you do it before bedtime, it can help with insomnia rather than watching Netflix. You can create beautiful art. You can use it as journaling which I know I've done a bit myself when I was traveling. I did bookmarks on different locations that I was going to, and it can be used for anger management. There are other benefits, but that's just a few. So I'll try to give you a cover a few steps. To find out information about Zentangle, you can go online and Google it. There's probably thousands of sites, instructions, lots of information. You can borrow books from the library. And there is one book that I have, or you could buy a book. There's one book that I did buy. It's called One Zentangle a Day. 
and I think the library has it because there's lots of books out there. It's hard to know which one to buy. And this particular book, I probably have not used half of the book and I have, but it is, it's a very good book. So that's one thing to do. So on the internet library, buying a book. Equipment, all you need is, you just need some paper and I'll talk about that in a minute. You need a pencil, any kind of pencil to get started. These are just pens from home. But if you were purchasing at Staples or art stores, there's particular pens that, you know, are very nice to work with. They're about $5 each. But like I said, and I use pencil crayons. I use crayons. This happens to be a gold one. And I have, I have gel pens. Gel pens, you don't have to, but what happens is that they just, they just make, well, they make the, it just pop out. Yeah. And you need gel pens if you're working on black paper. So again, just mm -hmm. a pencil to start with. So what we do when we start, most people, when you're in a class, they start you out with a tile that's about three inches by three inches, or you could go a little bit larger. This one's, I think, four by four. And sometimes a little bit larger is a little bit easier to start with. So we start with a tile, and just as a, as a starting point, we put four dots, and we join the dots to make a frame. We divide it. In this particular case, this is called a string. So I divided it with a string to give us two parts to do the pattern. So it's repetitious patterns. Every pattern that you will find on the internet and in books has a name. So if you look it up, you can't remember, but you remember the name. They consistently use the same names. Tile, frame, string, tangle here, tangle here, like pattern, pattern. And that's how we kind of get started, right? It's kind of like riding a bike. You've got to start somewhere. So some of the things that you can do after you've kind of got going a little bit with it is that you can make bookmarks. I've made like dozens and dozens of bookmarks and have laminated them. If I'm going to laminate them, you can buy at the dollar store for $2. You can buy laminating. That can probably do, I don't know, at least six of them. And then I hole punch it and put a little ribbon. And I, I encourage people put on the back, if it's for somebody else, put their name, put your name. If it's just for yourself, put maybe you can write down the names of the tangles. I know somebody who's a grandmother that did this, but I did it with kids at school. I traced all their hands and then they had to do one in black and white and one in color. I mean, it's quite personal, right? And if once you get into it a bit and you see a picture you like, because I can't draw, I trace it. Then I did it in black and white. And then another day, I started working on doing it in color. So it's just using all those little patterns. And some of them are duplicated and then doing some coloring and they can look really nice up on the wall. I'll just tell you about some paper. To get started, you can use a photocopy paper or the back of an envelope. Just make yourself a square to get started. Or you can have a little notebook. It doesn't matter. You just need some paper to work on. If you were going to buy paper, I do buy this at Opus 
or Staples or Michaels, there's different kinds of paper. I guess that's kind of it. So that the idea to get you started is buy a book, borrow a book, go on the internet, just Google Zentangle. And then, you know, just don't invest in any material. Don't have to buy anything until you know if you think you might like it or not, right? And I'll just show you one last thing. When I first started, it didn't take long and I had a lot of pieces of paper lying around. And I had a book that I'd made a long time ago and I started putting stuff in a book, gluing it in, mostly to get it out of the baskets, right? So, well, there's really no end to what you can do. I think I just have to leave it with, see if you have any questions. It's the kind of thing where there are no erasers, no rulers, no mistakes. If you don't like what something is, you just make another stroke. Any questions? <laughs> I've had a chance to learn with Judy taught me a little bit. I took a workshop and I have to say it's great fun and it's very, um, you can't help but have a successful outcome, which is really nice for someone like me. And once you start looking at the patterns, you start seeing them all over the place. I live off Main Street, just off Main and Broadway on Main. There's a coffee shop. I can't remember what it's called, but the whole front of it is painted and it looks like a giant Zentangle. It's so neat. So I, I hope you try it. I just should say something that Jane made me think of that. With doing with kids at school, because I mean, it's no different really than doing it with any age group. There are, you know, if you take a class of kids, like the kids that I'm doing it with now, they're grade four or five. There's some kids in there that have some real attention and behavior problems. And I'll tell you, it's just amazing how the kid who has attention deficit disorder can actually attend to this because I say to them, you can talk to each other, just, it just has to be quiet talking. Now, often we'll put some music on in the background and there's no mistakes. And I, n no matter what they do, it doesn't really matter. Who do, it's incredible. And they'll say, are we gonna do Zentangle tomorrow? So, I mean, it's the same for seniors and we all come with different stresses in our life and abilities and you do not have to be artistically skilled in order to do it. I'm okay for a few questions if anybody has any. I think that thing is if you're interested in more and you want to contact Mariko, go ahead and do that because I made a 12 minute introductory YouTube video, but I would prefer to go through her just to see so we have can kind of monitor where the interest is. There's no charge for it. I did it, my, I made the video. But this is the way of kind of having a little bit of control to see where the interest is. That was really nice, Judy. Very, very, yeah. very lovely stuff. Thank you, Gail. It is really, it's one of those things like, how do you give the whole thing without doing it? And it's not the kind of activity where you just do it like on Zoom because you need to be able to do it, take your time, finish that pattern, go on to the next one. Whereas if you do get the YouTube video, that's 12 minutes. You stop it, as you know, you stop it whenever you want. So, and it's not, my face is not in it, but my hands are. Yeah, I watched the video and can attest to it being a, a great little introductory tutorial that gives a, a pretty good introduction to the practice and explains, I think, four of the pattern designs 
because as you were saying, Judy, it's all about having this vocabulary of designs that are used and then replicated in the patterns that you're creating in each quadrant of the paper. And once you get started, you really, you know, it's like anything. You you kind of branch off and do can do your own thing too, right? I, I guess that's that's it. But because it's visual, you really have to either be in person or do it online where you can stop go the video. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any questions for Judy before she's got to run off? By the way, my mom's going to be 99 in two months. She lives independently on her own in Saskatchewan and she's, she still colors. Well, she does lots of things, but she did a bit. So, I mean, if you can do it with a four-year-old and you can do it with a 99 year old, I think the rest of us can kind of manage. I have to go too, but uh, you know, I know that's kind of really a rush nutshell of the whole thing, but it's more just to give you an idea that it exists and then how to get some more information on it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you, Judy, for introducing us to Zentangle and where we can follow up with. Thank you very much, Mariko, Mariko to to follow up with you about that. Yeah, exactly. And and anybody, like I say, get in touch with her. And then I'm more than willing to offer any, you know, suggestions, advice, help, whatever. Great. Well, well, well folks, I, I'm, I'm getting a little weary. I'm going to go and lie down. That was a very nice, very nice presentation, Judy. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm going to now. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thanks, Judy. Bye, Bye. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you down south. Aha, uh-huh. yes. Thank you. Thanks, Robin. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. And, oh, Gail disappeared there before I was able to say goodbye. All right. We have 20 minutes left together in uh, when Charlotte and I were talking about how to fill the, the rest of our time today. I thought we would play kind of a game because when I was talking to Judy about Zentangle and the practice of doodling and the drawing being kind of generative. I was thinking to myself, what what can we do to fill the hour that is also a generative sort of creative practice that we don't need any experience doing and that we can just hopefully have some fun with. And so to start, What I would like to do is just sort of play a word association game of sorts, but not in the word association sense where we need to keep, where we need to stay in keeping with a theme, but popcorn style, just whatever comes to the top of your mind after one of us says a word if something comes to our mind, we'll just blurt out the next word. And I think the only rule to this should be that we can't say two words in a row, that we have to wait for someone else to blurt out the next word in the word association game. And this will just generate some freedom and flexibility in our minds. And then we're going to play a storytelling game using the same sort of in the round practice. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah, yeah. okay. 
<laughs> so, well, I'll turn on our microphones and I'm going to start the word association with tangle. Salad. Do you want to say again, Judith? Salad. Salad? Yeah. Tasty. Beat. Music. Dancing. Hmm. Symphony. Opera. <laughs> Tenor. Bass. Line. Say that again, Robin. Line. Line. Punctuation. Oh. <laughs> Spelling. Grammar. <laughs> Essay. <laughs> Fiction. Ooh. Nonfiction. Biography. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Say your word again, Judith. Epic. Mm. Galaxy. Planetary. Stardust. Fairies. Capsules. <laughs> Sand. Could you say that again, please? Sand. Sand. Somebody say castles, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I said sand. Hourglass. Mm. Which? Magic. Peter Pan. Say that again, Nancy. Pan? Peter Pan. Oh. <laughs> Flying. Ooh. Wendy. <laughs> Vacations. Ooh. On hold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, indeed. All right. Thank you for playing. And what strikes me about these word association games is how far we can go in our imaginations, you know, from where we start to, to where we finish. And I want to take that same concept of sort of word association, but to tell a more cohesive story one word at a time. Oh, one word at a time. One word at a time. God. Yeah. The sentences, but a word at a time. <laughs> well, maybe that, yeah, maybe it wouldn't work uh, so well, uh, one word at a time. Maybe we should do it your, your suggestion, Chris, and do it a sentence at a time. We might get better results. <laughs> It's a, it's a bit like there's one of those drawing games that that I play with a group of us where you draw you have a word and then you draw something you draw it and then you pass it on to the next person who has to put down what they think it is mm. and then they pass it to the next person and they have to draw whatever the person thought it was and at oh. the end you look to see what was the word that started it and how did it end up looking? It's quite fun. Right, yeah. I think um, it has a particular name, but I, I don't know the name. 
Yeah, I, I haven't heard of that, but it does sound fun. Yeah. We're going to try and replicate that in terms of a storytelling. And so see how that goes. Do you want to start us off, Chris? <laughs> I wish it weren't raining today. The raindrops are like sand on the beach. Because I could imagine how much fun it would be hiking up the mountain. Being on the top of the mountain allows me to see as far as I can see in every single direction. And you get above the clouds of raindrops. <laughs> it's magical to be above the clouds and all blue sky. And I can look down on the biggest, puffiest white clouds and imagine how much fun it would be to jump onto them and bounce on those clouds. Boing, boing, <laughs> boing, boing. <laughs> I think I fell through a cloud. <laughs> It's like in the dreams where we're falling and we don't know quite where we're gonna end up. I didn't expect that there would be a dragon underneath these clouds and all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm sliding down close to, close to his, his nose and I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> One thing about dragons is um, they spew fire. So I, I actually am no one. No wonders that I'm also nervous. Um, better stay away from the front of the dragon. <laughs> My Chinese sign is that I'm a dragon. In fact, I'm a golden dragon. I am also oh, a dragon, <laughs> which makes it. So there's two dragons in this story. Mm, and I ride through on the back of a horse. <laughs> Are you that knight in shining armor on the back of that horse with a big sword? That's what I would think. Well, has, she, uh, has the knight in shining armor got a, a lance or a sword? A lance. <laughs> oh, you're you're dangerous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he needs that to rescue his damsel in distress on the other side of the moat of the castle. Except that the damsel in distress doesn't need rescuing at all. She is so <laughs> powerful, <laughs> all unto herself. She's a D.I.D. <laughs> the damsel who's not in distress would be really happy to see that underneath all the armor, it's not, it's a knightess in shining armor. <laughs> knightess. <laughs> <clears throat> what comes to mind is Shrek. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
how is this story going to end, I wonder? And they all lived happily ever after. Uh. <laughs> Isn't that how, how most fictional stories end? And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> Certainly if it's a, a Hollywood, Hollywood ending. Yes. Well, they're, they're picking up a turkey for today to celebrate American Thanksgiving on their way back to their cave <laughs> to uh, sit outside and, and admire the, the beautiful flowers and plants around the entrance to their cave. Fantastic. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear again thank you for for playing along that was uh that was fun because it is american thanksgiving to today maybe we can just end off with a round of of what we feel thankful for today or always and yeah just a little gratitude for the end of our our time together I'll go. I'm grateful sure, thanks, to be warm and dry and have light and connection. I'm grateful for the games we just played. That was a lot of fun. I'm grateful that I'm Canadian and I'm living in Canada. I'm grateful that I'm grateful for anybody that are, it's tough, but the changes that are coming down in the U.S. are going to affect the entire world. So I'm, I'm grateful for the progress. I'm grateful for the change. And I'm grateful definitely to be Canadian. And I'm grateful for this time with you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I, I've got to add something, and that is that I'm grateful just to be here. Just to be often described as on the top side of the grass. <laughs> and everything that comes with that. Life is filled with the ups and downs of but those are the, that's why we're here, is to have experience. And I'm grateful for that, to be, be alive. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the folks who had the imagination and the, and the wherewithal to actually put this together so that there is this connection through Zoom that we can have with each other under these current circumstances. I'm grateful for all of the opportunities to actually see people and talk to people and hear people while I sit alone in my apartment. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for the, it's amazing to me. It's, it just blows my mind to think about people that have actually come up with this amazing technology. So I'm grateful for their their ingenuity and their and their skills. Um, and I'm grateful for the people that I know at the end of all this will be there waiting. Uh, and there will be hugs. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm.
And I am grateful for your creativity and your participation today in, in my little game experiment. Mm -hmm. I am grateful for my physical ability all the time just to get out and walk and be able to get outside of my four walls and feel like I'm, I'm not trapped in, in a quarantined cave. I am grateful for the, the bright yellow mums that are blooming like mad on my balcony and, and providing a little bit of color to the gray and dull world on the outside. I'm grateful for the letter that came in the mail today from the BC Cancer that says that my mammogram is clean. I'm grateful that I'm warm and dry, as Judith said, and that I have a little green ball that I'm going to stick in my back here to press the pain out of my shoulder blades as soon as we get off this call. So lots to be grateful for. Thank you so much. And hi, Charlotte. We just had a, a final sort of checkout round of things that we feel grateful for today. So maybe you want to chime in with that and, and that's where we'll end. Yes, I'm grateful for this platform we have where we can get together and see each other regardless of how much. And from time to time, as I was between the sweet potatoes, I'm grateful to be cooking yeah. with my grandson. We're making candied sweet potatoes right now. And mm -hmm. the three of us have like this waltz. My daughter got the turkey in, so I'm grateful for the harmony of our working together to make this dinner. <laughs> grateful for food. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Your story sounded awesome. I can't wait to listen to the whole broadcast. The story sounded really great. It was fun. And a bit crazy. And a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, a game in itself, the gratitude. I do it with my daughter quite often when we go walking, you know, we'll just start off and, and be like, okay, we'll save the first 10 things you can be grateful for. And then we just take turns going back and forth. And before we know it, it's like 20, 30 minutes has gone by and we just keep adding and we don't want to finish the walk because we still haven't had a chance to say everything that we can be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's a good exercise to just sort of stretch your imagination and be silly. And sometimes the world just feels so heavy right now that it's good to play just find find those spaces where we can just be a little silly and let our imaginations not have to make sense of the world <laughs> as it is. If, if somebody figures out how to make sense of the world, could we please have a podcast around what <laughs> <laughs> needs to make sense of the world? <laughs> Oh, yesterday I heard the most beautiful saying and I've, I've it, you know, it's been resonating with me over the last day and it is, the world is incomprehensible, but it is embraceable. Hmm. And that, yeah, sometimes that even feels like, 
how do I embrace this thing that is incomprehensible? Because uh, so many things do seem that way. And, you know, where do I find my heart in that? Mm. So I must leave you because my, my work is calling and I need to fill the schedule with some music before we have dead air. But I will see you. I will see you again next week. Thanks, nice Robin. to see you all. Thank you. Thanks, Robin. Have a good week. Yes, you too. Thanks. Thanks, Robin. Bye. 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 Robin. Nice to meet you. Speaking of music, I want you all to be thinking of music because we are going to, uh, after well, Christmas, we're going to have a sing-along along with discussions and poetry and creativity. But I've named the 31st, there's a party over here. So <laughs> if you have a favorite piece of music, we're going to party to it. So, <laughs> and then also bringing to the party different from resolutions, visions. You know, you have uh, visions of sugar plums, well, visions of these things that your creativity is going to carry you into doing as we go into 2021. So be thinking about music and how we're going to move it on. And then next week is International Human Rights Day. I don't know whether, have any of you been involved with human rights? No, it's the 10th of December. 10th of December. It's International Human Rights Day, yes. So I'm working ahead for that, looking for any ideas that you might have. Uh, we might possibly have a, a speaker. Jesse's working on um, helping to make a connection with someone from that international group. But if you have any ideas, you know, bring them forward. If you've written something, because we're also in the 16 days of uh, affirming people that are working against gender violence. So that's a, a place where just where you are, right where you are, there's something that you can do if it's nothing other than if you see someone being spoken to, disrespected, uh, speaking up, or writing positive, because into this world where there's so much meanness, each of you as creators, as speakers, writers, painters, poets, <laughs> truth tellers, truth benders, whatever, you have something that you can say that can help lighten and help maybe help people think twice about how they treat uh, people. And the number, Canada has a large number of unsolved and unhandled crimes against transgender women, crimes against Indigenous women. So just being able to give voice to that or a solution, like within this group, we look at whose table whose lap does this particular action sit in? And we have within the group, people have written letters. We've had people come onto our, park, our podcast. So just be thinking about what you might want to bring to the table for each of these shows, because you are the podcast. <laughs> so good seeing you each again. And the more we get together, the happier we'll be. <laughs> Thanks, Charlotte. All right, you're welcome. Bye -bye. Thank you so much. That was great. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Nancy. Nice to see you, Judith. Nice to see everybody. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.